Well, hello, Internet. Welcome back to the Sim Geeks Podcast. We are your hosts, William Belk and David Shablock. I, hey. And today we are joined by the amazing Billy Pascal, board of directors for Sim Ghosts. And just a fair warning, all of us are extremely over-caffeinated on some amazing Cuban coffee we found in Orlando. Uh, so Billy is going to come on. She's going to talk to us about the mentorship program that's run through SimGhost. And first thing, I just want to point out that Billy has been one of our biggest supporters for the last, you know, four years or whatever. And after four years of producing this, we finally have her on an episode. I have no idea how it took us this long. And so for that, we apologize. Uh, but Billy, please tell us about yourself. Tell us where you come from, what you're doing. And then we're going to jump in and talk about this mentorship program you started. Yeah, do this for the like two or three people that don't know you. Okay, well, first of all, I have to confess my smile has been on my face ever since yesterday when you said, hey, let's record this. Um, I'm Billy Pascal. I am the Simulation Education Program Manager for the University of North Texas Health Science Center in Fort Worth. So I have been there for two years. <clears throat> I've been in simulation for 10. I have a background in nursing education, uh, hospital system, and now in a med school. <clears throat> so... Fun fact, I have uh, recreated this interview a million times in the thousands of miles that I commute every day. So, Billy, tell us about yourself. And I have, like, this really whole long monologue that I've created. But, like you said, I've had a lot of coffee. Um, so, um, I, have, I have, have been supportive of you guys since your inception. The, the whole podcast thing was, I will admit, was a little new to me. <laughs> Um, David used to joke and say, have you listened yet? And I'm like, no, but I'm telling everybody about it. And so I was like, I don't have podcasting things on my phone. And I, I remember having several conversations, several, and I love you, but telling you it's on your phone already. There is an application. All you have to do is go here and put our name in. And yeah, so it, it yeah. Well, so funny story. Um, I've been binge listening to all of the simulation podcasts because <clears throat> back in the fall, uh, we got a, a family Spotify oh. and my kids are totally ribbing me because I'm still on Pandora, but I have 47 channels and 37,000 thumb songs. I can't just leave. They're like, mom, if you come to Spotify, I know all your podcasts are on there. I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm in. So, um, so no, I do have a long commute. I have a 77-mile commute one way. Um, is that 77, like, city miles? Like, because I know you're in Fort Worth. Is no, that, or no, are you country I'm, miles? I'm country miles. Okay, all right. That's that's better, at least. It could exactly. be a hell of a lot worse. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's actually not Cal bad. California miles would exactly. be bad. 77 California Boston miles, miles bad. Yeah. So, like, 50 of it is just straight highway. So usually occasional cow in the road or tractor is usually the biggest barrier. And then after that, it's usually construction or city traffic. I know that everyone in simulation has a different story and mine is definitely that. So um, I was a stay-at-home mom for 16 years. And from that, I transitioned into being a preschool teacher because, you know, stay with little people. That's like your thing. And um, my mom skills is what opened the door for me to uh, get into simulation. I actually almost cried yesterday when Ryan Leak was talking about who, you know, the breadcrumbs, who got you where you are. And uh, I'm very appreciative for 
uh, G. Archer and Julie Martin for taking a taking a gamble on me for that. So um, it's it's been amazing. Uh, uh, I've seen so much things change mm-hmm. in ten years, um, and not having a clinical background and not having a technical background either. Right, I could like work my home computer and the TV, right? That's about my technical knowledge when I got into SIM. So mentors were very important to me. So um, I remember actually my first mentor was uh, was our Lairdall rep. Uh, mm-hmm. So he came in, he was putting together SimMan 3G and I was like, I just want to watch. He's like, sure, watch, ask questions. And uh, we were just I had to be annoying. I was like, and what about this? And what is this? And what do I do if this breaks? And he's like, you've got a warranty. It's okay. So I was thankful for that for a while. But um, but it became very clear very quickly. I didn't know everything. Um, so it was a matter of finding the right people who, who does know that and uh, asking the right questions. I always say every problem can be solved if you ask the right question. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and the one great thing about our community is that if we don't know, we know somebody who knows somebody who knows. So, um, and we're always willing to share that information. So, when I started in simulation, I had like a, I had, like a solid dozen of mentors that had different strengths and things like that. And and then when I became involved with SimGhost, I went to my first SimGhost in San Antonio in 2013, and. Uh, I got to actually meet a lot of those people face to face that I had been emailing, right? And just they're like, oh, they're real people. Um, and so, and then I met Nick Brower at uh, when we had our uh, SimGhost event in 2014 at Chest. We love Nick. I love Nick too. And uh, <clears throat> we just had been talking about mentoring and how that was important. And uh, we kicked around the idea for a really long time. Um, <laughs> Um, as making mentoring a mentor program an initiative for SimGhost, but we're a board full of volunteers, right? We only have one official employee, so it's a very large organization, and we're and we're busy, right? We have jobs and families and uh, and a passion for SimGhost, so it's it's always been on our radar. But it wasn't until um, 2018 when we finally said, "That's it. If we don't, we just got to do it. We got to start." And um, I jokingly say that Nick and I should, if we decide to leave simulation, we can be a marriage match because we've been pretty successful with our mentor matches that we've made so far. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've had some successes. Jeff Stout, I mean, he's an amazing example of uh, what the mentorship program can do and, and was envision to do Amy Fulmer is an amazing mentor oh yeah I, I wholeheartedly agree mentor to everyone in the community exactly. she's wonderful exactly exactly so so Billy real quick I we've never ever been shy about our support for sim ghost right and the organization and the events that are hosted over there uh, you know you've you've been part of that board for several years now so give us a quick rundown just for those who probably haven't listened before or don't know what the hell we're talking about who, who is sim ghost and how do people get involved with that so i always say that sim ghost caters to the other side of sim the part of sim that administrators and most educators don't know is needed 
right? The setup, the teardown, the, <clears throat> the scheduling, all of the all of the things that gets overlooked. That's um, kind of who our our audience is, for lack of a better term. But it does not mean that we're just for operations specialists and sim techs. We have a lot of uh, faculty. We have a lot of educators that also uh, are have memberships and are, have very have a lot of input in our in our community as well, which is great because that's who that's who we work with. So it's good to have that connection outside as well, and <clears throat> it's good to see that type of interaction in our organization because. We're learning that, you know, being a sim tech isn't just a, a temporary job, right? We're trying to create an, a, an area within our industry where it can be something that you can do forever. Granted, there's no kindergartner sitting in class right now going, I want to be a simulation operations specialist we're when gonna I work up. We're going to fix that. Yeah. The, we, only way there on is, that. the only way there is is if their mom or dad is one, but mm -hmm. that's okay. We'll take it. So... For us to be able to realize that and see our importance and show our impact in this part of the industry, we have to create a, a, a career path for ourselves. And so being able to have members of SimGhost that aren't just operations people, that are educators, that have an interest or are responsible for those other aspects, it helps us see that that we have other options. This is actually the first job that I have. I'm not actually ops anymore. I'm an educator. I'm responsible for faculty development. I get called to the tables now, and I'm the simulation content expert. And I'm just like looking over my shoulder like, oh, me? You're, oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I can answer that. So um, it's taken some time. It has not been easy. Um, but I have had mentors in that area as well, right? Every aspect of my career, I don't look at it as a challenge of, oh, I can't do that. I look of, okay, I can't do that, but I know somebody who has or could help give me some guidance, and that's what it's all about. And, and I love how earlier you said that your first mentor was your rep, and I don't think until this point I realized, I, I know I had a great relationship with that person. I know I mourned when they professionally grew. And I was like, still to this day, I walked up to Laird Hall booth and I'm like, I miss Kim Keller. And most of that booth, of course, says I miss Kim Keller too. But how important that relationship was. And they were the first contact. And I, I, again, I never thought about that until you just said it. I'm like, yeah, we cannot underestimate where we're getting our mentors from. And that a lot of us, the first mentors we get are the reps and how important that relationship is but again I, I love that you said that because I've never thought of that until you just mentioned I'm like it's so yeah for all of us so I have a I have an interesting way that I came in full-time into simulation right like I've been using simulation on and off for over a decade but my first full-time when I stepped out of the flight line from the helicopter and went full-time into education at the time we had regional training centers and so I had two facilities I was responsible for but it was just me. And so if I needed help teaching, I would bring in nurses and paramedics to use as subject matter experts, and they would help me in the sim lab. But ultimately, it was on me to set up and tear down simulations to you know, run the cases that were given to us by you know, our actual education department. Uh, we, we did everything. So I came in as an educator, right? Faculty is what a lot of people would refer to that. Ours is a little different setup. Um, but I came in from that side, but 
was very heavily involved in operations because there was nobody but me to do that. And the people I brought in were just there to basically say, hey, I need you to go run this case and then provide me some feedback and we'll do it. Uh, and so I can, without a doubt, tell you that a lot of my growth in simulation didn't take place until I started you know, attending events and meeting people outside of my organization. Now we've, we've changed that. Now we do work as a team. We travel as a team from one region to the next instead of everybody being responsible for their own little corner of the world. Um, and so, so I, I can say coming in with really not having a mentor or somebody to look up to that understood simulation and just having that hunger for information and going out of my way to say, you know what? A lot of my colleagues are experts in cardiology or they're experts in neurology or they really care about this or they really care about that. My, my focus shifted to, I really care about simulation. Like this is what I wanna do more than learning more about medicine. You know, and again, I was a clinician at that point for 15 years or something close to it. Uh, and so for me, it was like, all right, I, yes, I'm still a clinician. Yes, I'm still teaching clinical information. But if I had to pick one thing I cared about more than anything else, it's simulators, it's the equipment, it's the things that we're doing. And so I ended up in this weird situation where I was like half educator, half operations. And I cannot tell you how much better my life would have been if I'd had somebody to go to and say, hey, I need help. Like, I have no idea how to do this. I'm, I'm watching YouTube or I'm calling reps. Like you guys said, that was really all I had to my disposal. Uh, and it wasn't until I started getting involved that all of a sudden I now had a pool, a community of people both within the organizations, but also just in general, we start meeting a lot of people, make a lot of friends. And now we have that group of like, hey, I broke this, how does it get fixed? Uh, and you know, and David, uh, I blame David and Greg Vees, who's actually here with SimVS. Uh, those are the two people that drug me into SimGhosts initially. So I, I had gone to IMSH, David and I got together, you were with us when we were there yes, in San Antonio. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, it was kind of where this started, right? We sat down, we brainstormed this whole thing out. Uh, but it was while I was there, I had dinner with Greg Vees uh, on, on the Riverwalk in San Antonio. Yep, yep. Greg and I were friends and we had done some business together. And he said, hey, are you going to SimGhosts? And I said, well, I wasn't planning on it. What, what the hell is SimGhosts, right? <laughs> so he explained it to me and I immediately was like, holy shit, this sounds great. Like I need to get involved with this. Unfortunately, I couldn't go that year. That was the year it was in Miami. Yep. Uh, my, my, youngest was, yeah, my youngest was born a week or so before that conference. So there was no chance in hell I was leaving my wife. Yeah, um, but, you would be divorced. Yep, so I missed out on that one. But I have been, I mean, I've been to every event since then. We've been involved in the website. Like we've, we've gotten heavily involved. Uh, and so although I never formally had that mentorship thing, other than now I need to start getting a little more involved with your program and my sim ops are applying to be mentors now, which is fantastic because I have two really good employees that, that want to get involved with you. I've sent them your way already. Uh, like this is, this resource itself is, it's, it's fucking fantastic. I'm just, that, that, truthfully, like just to be able to say, hey, I'm new to simulation. Billy, can you match me up with somebody who has more experience than I do? And I can just ask them questions and it's their job to answer them. I, like having that at their disposal. I wish I had something like that five, 10 years ago. So the great thing about mentors is they're kind of, it ties in with what Ryan Leak was saying yesterday at the at the uh, address. See, we didn't get to because we were here, so, so, so please tell us. You <laughs> have to uh, give it a look. Uh, he was just talking about how you have to learn from your failures, right? That's mm -hmm. sometimes we have to be, I mean, we know that, but sometimes we have to be reminded of that. Success through ample Imp amounts, amounts of, of failure. failure. Yep. So that's the great thing. That's one of the aspects of mentoring, right? You you go to someone with the struggle that you're having and you they're like, okay, well, this is what I did. Here, let me save you 20 hours and a bunch of headache, and let's do it this way. And one of the great things about being in the industry as long as I have is that 
when we do go through and we are looking at our mentees and our mentors, <clears throat> one of the things that we do is we ask, you know, what, where are, where is your lack? Where do you have that gap, right? Are, are you clinical and your gap is technology? Are you technical and your lack is clinical, you know? So, because it's a give and take, you're going to learn f- it learn, it's a power exchange. So the mentee is going to learn from the mentor. Mentor is going to learn from the mentee. Very much. So we look at that. It's like, okay, so this person needs this, and this person knows a lot about that. But so, and the great thing about being in the industry as long as I have um, is if I don't have a mentor on this on the list, but I know that someone has that strength. It's usually a middle of the night text message or email david shablock <laughs> i've gotten those messages i you know what's interesting is so when when you're newer one of the other things that you're trying to do is you don't have to be an expert in everything especially in our field because our field requires so many different disciplines but it's the you got to know a guy or girl or awesome person and so when you're mentoring you're almost basically getting to supplement or join or build that network because you're going to get matched up with somebody because when you go into the program you're going to be like I want to know more eh, XYZ whatever and then you're like oh but what about L and they may not be an expert but again they know they know they somebody, know somebody. And they're going right. to try to get the solution exactly like uh, when <laughs> my operations manager told me Last week, he says, okay, by the way, I know you're wanting to extend your stay at IMSH, but you have to come home on Wednesday because we have dignitaries coming on Thursday. And I said, dignitaries? Who's coming? So apparently there's some very important people from Poland coming uh, to our university on Thursday morning. And uh, so he goes, so do we know anything about simulation in Poland? And I was like... (laughs) Well, I don't know. And, and then he looks at me and goes, well, if anybody knows somebody who would know somebody <laughs> that knows about Poland, it would be you. So that's your one objective for home when, you get, when you're at IMSH is find out what you know about Poland. So um, I was like, wow, I never even thought about that. But I was like, well, this could be a good opportunity to uh, cr- create a international contact in Poland in simulation. So um, it, it's just it's always you never know. I mean, um, and then VR is coming in. That's a whole different level. So those of us that have mm-hmm. been in simulation for a long time, this is something that I remember when I first started, somebody had made a comment about it and I was like, Oh, that's never going to happen. I also never thought there'd be a mannequin that the head could move. <laughs> like they got over at the Gamard. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It tracks you around the room when it cries, it pours real tears out. It yeah. is ridiculous. I know. And that when I was in sim, I, when I first started, I was like, okay, as soon as these things start moving, mm-mm, I think I may be out. And now I'm like, well, I can't leave now. I'm elbows w- deep. Was it Gamard last year that had the one that when you walked up, it would shake your hand? Was that uh, somebody I had probably. a, I think it was Gamard. Somebody had an adult simulator mm-hmm. in Los Angeles that when you walked up and introduced yourself, it would say, hi, I'm whatever its name was. And it would reach out to shake your hand. So it's funny because part of my orientation of the room is joking about, uh, and I'm like, you know, what you do is when we're doing the neurologics, and I'm like, well, you reach down, you say, can you touch, you know, can you grab me on both sides? And I joke, this is from Raymond tonight, my boss. He, it's, I stole this joke. He's like, and feel free. If it grabs your hand, you can run straight out of the room. And now I have to change that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, you really do. <clears throat> and we've bought one of those. I can't wait to get it. So, um, uh, but it just is changing. And so that was one of the things that I've been thinking about as I see this great uh, VR presence that we have here at IMSH. Uh, we may have to go outside our industry. <clears throat> we may have to go. We may have to go outside our industry to start finding those mentors for that particular component. We are going to have to possibly create a little more vendor-led mentorship, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe not representing their product, but their knowledge set. So, Well, and you've got people like Tim Whitaker. He works for CAE, but he is such a uh, huge wealth of knowledge, and he will just help anybody. So, yeah, you're right. We can't just look in the actual ops people it's or in our industry when you need things like sim in poland and how to how to do dignitaries and what are the customs and exactly yeah let's talk about the mentorship program that you're involved in how did that start and tell us about you know how it's going or well it started it's it has had various uh, sim ghost conference cocktail napkin versions occur over the years and uh it was in 2018 when the executive board, we were trying to divide up different tasks among the, amongst the executive board to try to you know, move forward and, and, and do new things, right? Not just do the one thing. So, um, so Nick and I had, have both been very passionate about that and decided, you know, let's kind of do some things. Let's talk this out. And um, I'm a little bit of an overthinker, so I just kept telling Nick, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And then I just finally looked at him. Um, we were on Zoom, and I said, Nick, listen, I've decided that if we don't do this right now, we're never going to do this. This is always going to just exist on a piece of paper, so let's just pull the trigger and do it. So we did our first uh, cohort in January 2018, and... Uh, was it 19? Um, uh, so we've had various options since then. We typically have, um, we've kind of transitioned differently over the course of the time. We used to have two cohort entrances and one cohort a year. It's a living document. It's a, it's a living program, so it changes all the time. This year for 2022, we just had an August launch. Um, so in 2023, we're going to do that again. So we try to coincide the, the launch right before the conference. So that way, if the opportunity is available, that way people can meet in person. So those that are in the 2022 cohort, hopefully they'll come to Nebraska and then they can meet in person since they've been, you know, virtual or <clears throat> on the phone for the past year. And then, and then the group that would be coming in for 2023, hopefully they can interact and be in person. Cause there's a, there's a whole different concept to be able to see your person. Yes. That's why I love coming to IMSH. Like I've seen people, I'm like, Oh Wow. I follow you on Twitter and on LinkedIn, and like you're human. So well, that's how I met Lish. That's how I met Will. Mm -hmm. That's how I met you. Exactly. So, um, so we kind of tie it in like that. Um, it's usually we require a minimum of a nine month commitment, right? It takes that long to make a baby, so it takes mm -hmm. that long to make a relationship, right? Um, um, 
one thing that's very wonderful about it is that um, since it is an organized mentoring um, program, for every six months that you mentor, you're able to earn CHSOS units for that. So you, really? get, you get one unit for every six months that you mentor. That's good to so know. With at me with, with two, two, uh, two certifications, that's good. Yes. So um, at, the end of the, at the end of the cohort, you complete the, the, the survey, right? The dreaded feedback. I always laugh that we are in a data-driven industry and, no, and we want the data from our learners, but we stink at giving the data back to ourselves. <laughs> so, yes, you do the survey, then yes. you get the certificate mm. that says that you did it, so that when you upload it into your portfolio yep. for SOS units, that you have it there. And it also is should be tracked within the Learning Hub as a mm. SimGhost member. So everything that you do in the Learning Hub, <coughs> excuse me, is tracked in there for that purpose, for you to be able to submit that to meet your, your unit requirements because the fear of having to take the test again mm-hmm. is not always positive for a lot of people. With the mentorship program, uh, both on the mentor and mentee side, is there a requirement to be a member of SimGhosts? Because I know it's operated through the website. Yes. Okay. That, that is the only commitment, catch, so yeah. to say, the commitment, right? When we first started, that was not an issue. And uh, to be quite honest, we realized that the, the people that fizzled out, for the lack of a better term, um, were the ones that weren't members. So they didn't have any... Buy-in. Buy-in, Investment, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not so, much. It's, so it's $75 a year to sign up for SimGhosts, and the, the benefits far outweigh the $75. There are much more expensive organizations where I'm sometimes hem and haw, and there's years that I don't sign up. Ghosts is one that I consistently pay for. Uh, just it, again, it's inexpensive. It's not. It's not terrible. And what you get for it, being able to be part of the member portal, being part of these other programs, right. there are some discounts and a few things that go through there. The resources on the website, and then of course the conference itself. Right. Well, and one great thing about um, about uh, SimGhost membership is that because we are an affiliate with all the other uh, simulation organizations, you get a discount on those. So I always renew my SimGhost membership mm-hmm. and then take that information and then I renew my Anaxel and I renew my Aspie and I renew and so my, my admin goes why is your memberships always cheaper than everybody else's and I was like because I know some people so well, um, well and if you have enough association memberships like it offsets the $75 and you save that exactly, money exactly exactly so actually once my director realized that she was like why are you paying that membership yourself so we went ahead to move to an institutional membership so now everybody on our team all six of us yep. <laughs> um, have have some ghost membership so it's and it's been great it's been very beneficial the one thing that's that's great about that's an advantage of mentoring when you are in a, if you're fortunate enough to not be a one-person show and you have someone else that you work with that's really your coach because they know what you have to do and what they are going to tell you what you need to do to accomplish that, right? It's totally different if we're coworkers, you know. But the advantage to a mentor being outside your organization is that gives you the opportunity to see how somebody else does something, number one. And then number two, it gives a whole different, a whole different aspect. Deb Tauber's quote has become my favorite, and I wrote it on my board in my office. People who think... People who think alike don't think a lot. Yep. So 
that's what happens and you get stagnant and you're doing the same thing and then in simulation let's be honest some especially in academia you tend to do week three semester four is asthma and it's been asthma for 14 years right without so revisions without, without exactly yeah. it's the Be same it case. just works it just, it just works. works so that and that leads to you know it's kind of boring after a while so being able to see what other people are doing it definitely um, helps improve that um, and the institutional membership concept is great because what that does is um, like even our uh, department admin or administrative assistant is on there and she's she has read some stuff some posts and she's like oh my gosh i didn't even know we can do that so mm -hmm. um so that helps us she had come to me recently and she's like hey i read on the website that you know it was, she was reading one of uh something that you had written about moulage and she's like oh. should should I buy some of that stuff why, for us? Why, yes, said, you should. I said, yes, you should. <laughs> whatever you read, and if it was from Dave, yes, <laughs> whatever it was, just do that. So, so I'm going to have to write on there 50% uh, raise to Billy. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. Well, and I do want to point out, so this is kind of a call to action for everybody out there. I know a lot of our listeners are SimGhost members. Not everyone, though, is involved on the member portal. In fact, if you get on there, there's days where we just go several days and nobody says anything or does anything. Uh, and so please, please get involved with that. We, we definitely need to revive that. I, and I'm just as guilty as anyone else. I just wrote about this a few days ago where I'll get on there and I'll be like heavy for two or three weeks and then I'll just disappear for a month. We got to do better about that. I always, I was laughing to myself the other day. I was like, oh, this is just like the Whova app. Because I find myself going, I'm number 26 of however. No, I can't have that. So I'm <laughs> replying and I'm posting and I'm like, you're num now number three. And I was like, okay, that's good. I'll be back in a couple of days. Yeah, it does, so. it does rank us on our on our contributions, but it does it on like the previous 48 hours. It's not, so you can jump up there very quickly, exactly. even if you've not been involved in a long time. Exactly. Uh, I think the only person it's impossible to unseat is Daniel Guzman. I, oh, 100%. I, no I, way gonna I happen. I took the number one spot on that board for all of like eight hours one time, and then he was right back at it. So I, Daniel lives on that website. We need more people that take up that charge, just like Daniel, that are getting involved because conversations can't be one-sided, right? Otherwise, it just becomes a blog. If we exactly if, if I write something and you guys don't you know don't respond to it or ask questions, then otherwise it's just me spewing my thoughts unchallenged, right. and we need that conversation, that well, banter well, back and, and the, forth. And the great thing about being on there, even if you're not replying, um, I don't know how many times Daniel has. Um, obviously replied on the on the discussion board and i haven't replied back um he sends me a text yes you yes, need to does. go i asked you a question i asked you to answer someone's question because i know that you know the answer i'm like oh okay he's so done I'll, a good job of that with so, me too he's called me out a few times like hey man someone has a question and this is something you should answer, you should answer and, yeah. and i'm like oh had he not sent that though i wouldn't have been flagged right and right. so for me exactly. like i really appreciate it where that's exactly hey, what i told him yeah yep. so. and it's usually vr like someone has a vr question or hey this got posted can you can you go check it out uh, and then at one point he messaged me and said, "Hey, can you contact this other person about something unrelated?" Like he's he does a good job of helping us keep that board alive because I do feel yeah. like Daniel does a significant amount of that work. Yeah, he does. True. And he is also working on his master's. So I asked him I, when I saw him yesterday. He's like, well, "Sometimes it's a distraction," and I'm like, "Oh, yep." I hear you a hundred percent. All of my longest posts are when I should have been writing papers for my master's program. Like, totally. 
Yes. That's I, like I said. I, I the last post I put on that ghost board was almost as long as the last magazine article I wrote, and it was because I was supposed to be doing something for school, and I got distracted, and I started playing with Chat GPT, and I wrote a whole thing about for augmented or sorry, uh, artificial intelligence. Yep. Like, you know that uh, that's exactly. I read your post and I laughed because you commented about how quickly you wrote how many words. And, how, and I, at the same time, I was trying to write a discussion board <laughs> post. And I was like, exactly. I can write 200, I can write 2,000 words about, sim, about what this part of simulation. Please write 200 to 400 words about research methods. And I'm like, oh, mm. No, let's go take a sim ghost board. Let's go. Let's go do that. So, so no, it, it's um, it's it's a nice resource to have. And I've used I've used that community to actually help me with my masters. There's been a couple of things that I've been interested in, or you know how how is how is this being used other places, and and been able to take that information from the from our part of the community and put it into a discussion board. And actually, kind of introduced this other aspect of simulation learners, right? I'm my cohort is like physicians, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm on sabbatical, so I'm working on this. I'm like, wow, okay, mm-hmm. I'm like working behind you off just to get a master's, and you're on sabbatical, just like oh, I'm just using some time. But I've been able to help them realize that I had a couple of, I have had a couple of classmates over the past year reach out to me and say you know we've actually increased our operations staff because I didn't realize how much stuff they did Mm -hmm. and since you've you know you've pointed out and there is a different there is a special aspect that they bring to our team and yeah we've decided we need more or we didn't have one or you know thanks for pointing that out because now I don't have to do everything. So um, it's just about getting that word out there. Even here at IMSH, there's a a lot of people that um, I've encountered uh, while at the SimGhost booth. It's like, oh, well, uh, um, I actually had somebody tell me one time, oh, no, my SimTech already knows everything. Mm. And I was like, Mm. well, Mm. who is that? Because first of all, I need to know who that is yep. that knows everything. If that's true, anyone in this room will steal them, right? <laughs> exactly. Like it's, yeah. it's like if that if that if your person knows everything, I need them to be a mentor. Number one. Mm-hmm. Number two. No, there's something else they can still learn, right? So, um, I actually heard about uh, there was a a person here that had stopped by the SimGhost booth. She has just hired uh, a SimOps for her program. He doesn't start for two more weeks. She essentially hired him away from someone else. The program that he currently works at, he's worked there for nine years, and he has never had any professional development mm-hmm. at all. And I just looked at her, and I was like, how has he stayed there for nine years, right? And I asked her who he was, and I didn't know him. Right? Let's Okay, first of all, let's all be shocked by that. Right. But then I thought, well, no wonder I don't know him. He's never He's never got to go anywhere. Yeah. He's lived at his house, right, for nine years. He hasn't got to do anything. So I, you know, that, and so that is actually her initiative once he comes on board. And she says, we're going to change that. And I said, your program will be better because of that. Not only because of the knowledge that he's going to bring to you having nine years experience in SIM, but you feeding his professional growth 
that hasn't happened, I said he's going to work 10 times harder for you than he already was going well, to. It sounds like a perfect candidate to shove in as somebody in the mentor, you know, mentorship program. And I just realized something, you know, collaboration wise, you know, I said, hey, we didn't really have a lot of mentors or anything. It would have been easier. And I just remembered this. When we were applying to grad school, you and I proofread each other's personal statements. And it was because of that damn SimGhost <laughs> board. We sent stuff back and forth yes. through that. I, can, I completely forgot about that until right now. And I'm like, oh, wait, we both started school at the same time. And we, we sent personal statements back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. So and, it's. And you motivate each other. You know, mm-hmm. I've been dragging my feet on the last certification. And finally, I just text one person and I said, I need you to kick me in the ass. Can you please? And they said, what's your damn problem? Go. Well, so I have been. Actually, Andrew Spain called this out on me. He's like, why do you still not have the SOSA? And I was like, well, I don't know. I just too busy with school. I have yeah. made it a priority, but it, uh, so I have made a personal mission for myself for 2023. Uh, I am going to do that. So that's my goal. I want to be able to be, to go to the diamond ball next year. So, um, so there's my motivation. I need a pretty dress so I can go to the ball. So I'm going to get my SOSA so I can do that. And actually I have gotten, um, I have a director now that that believes in me in a different aspect that I didn't ever even envision for myself. And uh, so now I have to take the, the, the educator, the, the cheese, as I call it. Um, so um, I'm super scared and excited about that. So. I keep putting it off and putting it off for no reason other than I just haven't found time to do it. And that is, I, I am making that commitment to everybody right now that yeah. I am going to do both this year as well. Well, like, I have been saying it for a long time. Same. So what happens at our organization, you have to have a declared individual objective for your year. Same. Right. You have to have an individual objective and a team objective and then a department objective. So the department objective comes from high up on the food chain. The team we decide together, right, based on what our department goal is and then your individual goal. So that is mine. I have two. I have which is to become a certified educator and then to um, to increase our faculty development. So I got to tell you, when I started in simulation 10 years ago and had the mentors that I did, I was I had mentors that were like, I need you to tell me, you know, where's the pancreas and what does that look like? How how you know, give me some reliable resources (laughs) to see what this looks like. How am I going to set this up and uh, how how do I make all my Lyrdal stuff stay connected to now I need, I need, uh, advice on, you know, here I am. I'm telling faculty, I ha- I'm work at a med school. I'm like telling doctors, no, 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 no. This is not how you do that. So I, I never, I never, ever, ever envisioned that I would be where I am, but it's because I have, I've had people help me along the way. So I'm definitely one of those, uh, take a step up and then put a hand back to help them come up have someone come up with you definitely well billy this has been wonderful we've been needing to do this for a long time as you can tell because of the length of this episode like we've we've been sitting here chatting for for quite a while now uh so before we tap out uh what parting thoughts do you have whether it's mentorship or something else what is it you want to you want to tell everybody that's, that's listening to this I want everyone to know that you're not alone and as crazy as you think that your program is or the request is or the problem that you have, 
you're you're not. Um, so reach out. Of course, you know there's the Simgos community, and if you're not a part of that, I encourage you to do so. Obviously, but if not, reach out. Um, feel free to reach out to these Sim geeks. They'll lead you in the right direction um, as well. And um, it's all about if you don't know, you get, all you have to do is ask. All right. Well, you heard it here, folks. Just ask for help whenever you need it. Uh, again, Billy, thank you so much. And to everybody out there listening, uh, Billy can be contacted through Sim Ghosts uh, and the mentorship, mentorship program. It, there is an application on the website. So yes. if you go on uh -huh. there, it's very obvious. You just click the link and go ahead and fill that out. Uh, and hopefully we'll see some more activity on the Sim Ghosts yep. board after this comes so out. So, you, yeah, you can email me. At, I'm at Billy at SimGhosts.org. Or you can find me on Twitter. I am TX SimTech, and um, I'm on LinkedIn. So that's it. All right. Well, thank you ever so much. We've been meaning to do this for a long time. I'm glad we made sure it happened. So we both love you, and uh, thanks, guys. Glad you're here. Thanks, guys. All right. See you on the next episode of the Sim Geeks Podcast. Bye.